the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Australia's Prime Minister Scott Morrison has called up about 3,000 reservists as the threat of wildfires has escalated in at least three states. He says he's bringing in some extra help. The priority of this deployment is to assist ensuring the safety of life, to support the evacuation of affected people, particularly in isolated communities. And Correspondent Rita Foley reports higher oil prices are happening in the wake of the killing of an Iranian general. Experts worry that a vengeful Iran might disrupt worldwide supplies of energy from the Middle East. If oil prices go up, it could mean higher gas prices, higher fuel prices for airlines, too, and higher heating and electricity bills. That could throttle the global economy at a time when it's already slowing. That is correspondent Rita Foley reporting, and this is SRN News. Hi, this is Scott from the Kingdom Builders. I had the privilege of living in Central Asia for a number of years, and the word for roof is krisha, and it has a meaning more than just the roof over your heads, but it has an understanding of physical protection. Who is your roof? Who is your protection? It also means someone watching out for you or over you. Here at the Kingdom Builders, we want to be providing a quality product, a quality roof for your family or for your business. But more important than that is to communicate that the Lord Jesus is our ultimate protection. He is the one that has paid the penalty for our sins so that we might know eternal life in him. So if we at the Kingdom Builders can provide for you a Cresha, a roof for your home, or share with you more about our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our ultimate covering and protection, Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or visit us on the web at thekingdombuilders.net. That's thekingdombuilders.net. Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life, pro-life across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-life across America, the billboard people. 
following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. Uh, I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Our thanks once again to Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for visiting with us in the last hour. It's Job Saturday. And we're not done with this jobs report just yet. We got a couple, a couple things to uh, discuss. I have um, put up. Uh, if you follow us for the show, just go to Pound KBRS on Twitter. If you have a Twitter account, and if you don't, uh, welcome back to the twenty twenty um, first. Uh, welcome to the twenty first century. I um, I think uh, I think I've put up a a, a post to show. Uh, this shows some of this uh, talk about uh, whether or not this jobs report was really that good and whether or not we should average ADP and and non-farm payroll numbers to get the true sense of the economy. Um, as I said at, be- at the beginning of the last hour, I started teaching here in 1984 when if you were, if you were a uh, professional, you might have access to Lotus 1, 2, 3, um, I wrote my I wrote my dissertation on a uh, on a dumb terminal um, sitting in my office, and then would go and print the, onto uh, computer paper the stuff that would, had the tractor feed and the little holes on each side, and then and then the perforation so you could tear it off and make it look like a smooth page. I printed on that stuff, and then to make sure it was written in proper form, I had to take my dissertation to somebody who did it on on this gigantic machine that was called a word processor. You have to be a fellow of a certain age to remember those. Okay, now I did all the editing for our our latest quarterly business report, which is coming out tomorrow in the St. Cloud Times up here. Uh, we'll, get a, we'll get a link out to you when it gets published. I did all of that on an iPad and a detachable keyboard that uh, I had set up in a coffee shop somewhere. I did the final edits on it last night while I was waiting for my wife to finish a Christmas program um, at a nearby church. Um, I would have gone to the program. I'm going to the program tonight. Don't you worry. Um, but at any rate, we did the... Um, we did the... Uh, we did the, the whole piece there. And so we've always relied on these very simple models. And, and, and to me, what I teach students nowadays is... Now I can go onto a computer, I can load in something, and there's several programs that are like this. Many of them you have to pay for, but uh, increasingly I'm seeing, I'm seeing uh, programs that provide graphical user interfaces for programs like R or even uh, or SQL or something like that so that you can do sort of point-and-click work. You don't actually have to know anything about coding. And, and the result of that is is that uh, there's a lot of people who just assume that everybody knows how to do correlation coefficients and so on. I used to teach it to people how to do it by hand, and I mean literally 
I gave them a sheet of paper and a calculator, and I gave them 10 pairs of numbers and said, calculate the correlation coefficient. You won't have a computer. Yep, you're right, you don't. You might need to do this someday, so just be sure you know how. But the bigger point is, the bigger point is to try to actually understand is teaching people how to use moving averages. And so you hear on our show regularly that I will use the moving a uh, three-month average growth rate okay to to define so if i look at the payroll data uh, the establishment data i will often use the three-month average numbers that are down the down the page i like actually using 12-month averages instead but in terms of non-farm payroll employment i want you to understand how strong this has been the three-month averages 156,000 in september hundred out that in the prior two months. So if you take 193, 156, and 266, that averages in terms of total non-farm to 205. If you take the 183, the 163, and the 254, and you average those, that's the 200 in private payroll employment. That's probably a better estimate. And so people want to go back and say, well, we'll average over the last six months. We'll average over the last 12 months. It doesn't tell you anything more. I mean, when you decide to give an observation 12 months ago, the same weight that you give the observation now, usually when you're doing that, it's because you think that, the, that what you're talking about 12 months ago says something about what's happening right now. That's not necessarily the case. The trade war was different back then. Federal Reserve policy was different back then. Deciding to average in numbers says that, that the information content of a number 3, 6, 12 months ago has just as much validity as, as it does today. So we have more sophisticated techniques, and I, I, I teach those regularly. And I teach students, okay, here are all the techniques I can think of to sort of adjust that, adjust for the kind of information content you want um, using a spreadsheet. I'm going to assume you don't have access to some kind of statistical software that allows you to run regressions or, or do um, ARIMA analysis or, or, you know, or do um, um, vector, vector error correction map models or something like, or, or ADLs or anything like that. Okay. The last 15 seconds, I've just talked about four different techniques that are very complicated techniques that PhDs do. Yep, we do them. But I tell people, if you're going to use this in the forecasting world, you have to prove to me that reliably that forecasting method provides you better estimates, not then from saying zero, but at least from saying, well, this month will be like last month. Or this month will be or your forecast does better than just assuming the 12-month moving average or something to that effect. You've got to figure out whether or not it beats a simple model because every time you complicate the model, you've complicated your explanations for when the model goes wrong, like it, like Minos models went yesterday. 
I didn't have two. I didn't have two sixty-six on my score sheet at seven twenty-nine a.m. yesterday, Central Time. I didn't have that. I didn't have anything close to that. But I know I, you know, and so you know, I dig into the numbers and I say, okay, so what? What did I get wrong? Did I get the manufacturing numbers wrong? No. Motor vehicle parts, motor vehicles and parts was down 42,800 in October and up 41,300 in November. Those washed out. Okay, so that by itself should have explained most of the gain. Now, if you say, well, then, you know, look, 42.8 and 41.3, that's 84,000. So add the 84,000 to the 156, and you've pretty much explained all of the gain. That's only like a 20,000 thing, and that'll get worked out in the, in the revisions. Possibly. But in that case, if you're going to argue that, then you would have to say that the true growth rate of the uh, growth rate of employment back in October should have not had the 42,800 deduction for the GM strike. So the real number should have been closer to 200,000 last month and then therefore would be around 215 or 220 this month. You know what? I'm okay with that. But we know that. We know that. That's the moving average number. The census workers, it turns out right now, they, it, it's not influencing the data. So as I look around the rest of the information that's out there, temporary help services, that number is growing a little slowly. That's, that's my, one of my leading indicators that comes out of the jobs report is what's happening with temp help services, up 3,800 in October, up 4,800 in November. It's positive. That positive is good. Uh, leisure and hospitality up a little bit. Here is the part, though, that that uh, Brian Westbury made. The point that Brian Westbury made, and I'm going to, and I'm not going to talk about the jobs report for the entire hour again. But I want to point out what I think is the best bit of news here, and, and Brian makes this point in his in in a blog post that uh, at First Trust Portfolios that came um, at the time that they uh, had said that. I'm going to I'm going to read this to you in. Uh, in fuller detail. I'm going to go find it for you. We we like to use the employment report to measure workers' purchasing power, and that looks healthy, too. Average hourly earnings rose 0.2% in October, up 3.1% from a year ago. Meanwhile, the number of hours worked rose 0.2% and are up 1.6% from a year ago. Combined, total earnings of workers up for our 4.8% of ahead of a year ago which is more than enough to keep powering the consumer powering the consumer uh, spending higher and this was the point that I made when I was talking to Ed that was in the Wall Street Journal's editorial this morning the National Retail Federation this is quoting their, their editorial. The National Retail Federation reported this week that Americans during the five shopping days between Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday spent 16% more on average than last year. Yes, the malls maybe got fewer people. Online did a little bit more, and everyone's going to fret about that. Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to the malls? Okay. But the point being, go back to the top-line number. 16% more was spent. Now, some of that is because it's a shorter holiday season. If you think about if you think to yourself that somehow nobody spends no one 
no one goes out and does their Christmas shopping based on the calendar, but instead waits until they eat, they eat turkey, and turkey is the trigger mechanism for, for going to do Christmas shopping. It's a shorter season. The retailers obviously know what the calendar is, and many of them were pushing their specials back before Thanksgiving. But nonetheless, 16% more spending between Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday. Where is that coming from? It's coming from the fact, it's not coming from the fact that uh, billionaires are out buying more yachts, as, as the Wall Street Journal points out. Because it's because people in like Ames, Iowa, in Ames, Iowa, where the unemployment rate is 1.3%, or St. Cloud, where the unemployment rate is 2.3%, or Cleveland, where the unemployment rate is 3.2%. The malls are filled with with those people, not the billionaires. And the mall traffic is a sign that things are actually doing really well. But let's play Jim Cramer one more time, Wyatt. Here's There's a fellow the- by name, Michael Semblis. I don't know if you know him, but he is the uh, chairman of market and investment strategy at JP, JP Morgan. He came up with a list of what the cable companies, cable, CNN, MSM, what do they cover? The number 16th, 16th is positive economic news. All the rest of them are negative. So you know what's going on here, Joe. People don't want to say good things. And this is the best number I've ever seen in my life. Be of good cheer. Let people know. This is a good jobs report. It's a great jobs report. Best I've ever seen. No, I probably can, if I dig around through the archives of our show at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, I bet I could find a Jaws report or two that might have been better. But I don't think Joe's wrong. I mean, I don't think Jim Cramer's wrong. This is as good an economy, you know, overall, over the last three, four months, this has been a really strong economy. And so when people keep saying, you got to call a recession, you got to call a recession, because the recession, because this expansion's long in the tooth. I'm not ready yet. I'm just not ready yet. I think it could be something coming at the end of 2020. But I'm less than 50-50 on that, and you should be too. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. 
Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand? And it's all free. Visit My 3 Quotes online. That's My 3 Quotes. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. It has been a, uh, a, very, uh, a very good uh, jobs report. We've talked about that. Let's quickly uh, flip through a couple uh, uh, other bits of economic news of the week before we uh, get on to a couple other things, including a, a, an absolutely remarkable observation my wife made last night about, about the Peloton ad, which I... Would have never thought I was going to talk about it on the show, but I think I'm going to have to. I just kind of have to. And something I heard that made me shout at my podcast of the Hugh Hewitt show yesterday. Um, that uh, kind of made me a little crazy, too. So we'll, we'll, we'll squeeze both those things into our usual economic uh, tour de force that is the King Banyan show. Pound KBRS on Twitter is how you find us. Want to react? 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477 with questions and comments. We are live today. We'll be live, hopefully, for the next few weeks, uh, North Dakota State football notwithstanding. Um, there, I mean, This is a consumer-led expansion, as we just pointed out. 16% increase in in spending, according to the, to the uh, National Retail Federation, but combined online and, and in the malls. Okay, so if you put them together, it's combined 16%. Again, because because Thanksgiving came so late on the calendar, there might have been some compression. People who would have normally gone shopping on the, on, oh golly, the 24th or the 25th, if, if Thanksgiving had fallen on the 23rd, delayed and wait to get over get over to uh get the sales on the 29th and the 30th instead yeah that's possible all right that and that's kind of how that's kind of how 
how seasonal adjustments work. We put in these holiday adjustments as well because some of the spending, the numbers that uh, you'll see for November will be a little shy of the mark because uh, because Thanksgiving was so late. There are ways to do seasonal adjustments in, in statistics that can fix that, uh, but not everybody does it. Uh, to be because you need a it's it's unfortunately a, it, what I always what I've always called a data intensive project. You need a lot of years of data in order to do a reliable estimate of that holiday effect, and you probably don't have it. So you you go well, I can't do that. So it, but does it keep you from publishing the number? Even though the number is influenced by that, it will do it anyway. But if you look at some other information about consumers, they have done fairly well, too. The preliminary uh, University of Michigan Consumer Confidence Index was 2.2% above uh, what was guessed at to be the estimate for November December. They thought that number would be up to 97. Instead, they got a 99.2 in the preliminary. Expectations are up by 1.6% month over month. Um, all of the gains seem to be among upper-income households. Now, again, I point out upper-income households don't necessarily do all of their spending via the mall. They're not about buying yachts. Okay. Inflation expectations down one-tenth, 2.4%. Business expectations improved. Uh, if you looked at the, if you looked uh, in Europe and you looked at the uh, PMIs coming out of uh, the Eurozone, uh, for uh, services and for manufacturing. The service number came to 51.9, um, which is down from 52.2 in in, uh, in November, but the initial print was 51.5, so it just came back a little bit more. But because, because manufacturing PMIs have been down uh, significantly below 15 in the Eurozone, you need that service number to be a good bit above 50 in order to have the balance of it work out so that their economy stays in expansion. I'm very concerned about what's happening in Europe. I'm more concerned, though, about Germany than I am about about the U.K. My opinion on the U.K. election is that right now there's about a two-thirds probability that, that uh, the conservatives have an outright majority and don't need to worry about... Uh, trying to woo back the DUP, which I I don't think is going to work since uh, Boris pretty much threw them right under the bus and and then backed up the bus and ran them over a second time with the uh, tra- with the uh, with the Brexit deal that he uh, created. I think they'll be fine. The uh, FTSE has been down on the stock market, but the but the pound has strengthened versus the euro over the last two months. Which makes me think that things are things are probably improving, and that hasn't really moved very much over over this time. So I, I think I think the UK has done fine. Uh, indeed, their manufacturing index um, down it, down from its October level, but uh, for November, but uh, versus the estimate, it actually wasn't as bad as people thought it was. Um, the Chinese market has actually improved a fair amount. As well, there's good news there. I don't want to take too much time going through each each individual country, um, but in the U.S., both of the PMIs in the United States, purchasing manager manager indices in the United States, both for services and for manufacturing, 
Both of them fell, not by as much as... Uh, both of them fell. The manufacturing one was the more concerning one because we thought it was going back up, and it, it actually retreated below what was a surprising down number in October. We thought that the end of the GM strike would make that number go back up. It did not. Uh, within the... Um, Total of 13 industries are in contraction versus 12 last month of the 18 that are that are measured in the uh, in the manufacturing sector by the Institute for Supply Management. Quote: Global trade remains the most significant cross-industry issue. Overall sentiment this month is neutral regarding near-term growth. Okay, and on the uh, and on the uh, uh, services side, pretty much the same thing happening. Construction spending was down. Trade deficit narrowed, but it it, um, it fell because imports have been uh, have been dropped, have been dropping. That's actually probably the reflection of the trade war. I think the September tariff increases, and we have of course um, planned to be on next uh, Monday, not this coming Monday, but a week from Monday morning. On current plan, the Trump administration will raise tariffs again on Chinese products. Um, they've announced more tariffs on South American steel and aluminum in the past week. These prices are beginning to bite. We're seeing this by a drop in imports. So you are seeing trade deficit numbers come down. But again, if the trade deficit narrows because imports have fallen, okay, that can have a negative impact on total consumption because consumers might substitute domestic goods for foreign goods. And they might just choose not to buy anything at all because the prices are too high. We'll have to see how that works out over the next over the next three to six months. It's simply a too soon to say situation here. Um, but um, it's been very interesting. We've talked about the uh, the 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 various tete a tete going on from between the uh, between them um, that are happening. Uh, but um, it's been it's been very it's been a very interesting piece. Um, altogether, I think the economy's doing well. You knew if they had a strong jobs report, we would have to get Larry Kudlow on. Let's play our minute of Kudlow. This is the last this is the last cut I sent uh, Wyatt. Please play it. And my point is, despite I don't know a certain amount of pessimism, uh, the economy is outperforming expectations. Uh, economic policies from the president are working, and America is going back to work. And I just think that's crucial. Because you know what, Jonathan? I can't remember who wrote the book. My pal over at the American Enterprise Institute, um, Brooks, right? Who was his name? Uh, Brooks. Anyway, America is a happy place when it's working. I mean that. And America is a cranky place when it's not working. And I think as this new rebuilding of the economy with new incentives from taxes and regulations and energy and protecting ourselves on trade, as the numbers come in, as people come out of the woodwork, as the you know, production workers uh, are getting higher wages or faster wages than their bosses are. Anyway, all these things, yeah. this is a country that's going back to work, Jonathan, and I think it's a happier country as a result of it. Could the economy actually be doing too well, so well, that the Federal Reserve might have to actually change its mind a second time? 
We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. It's time to sit back and enjoy the holiday cheer. And Home Advisor is here to give you a hand with any last-minute lingering home project on your to-do list. From minor repairs to major remodels, Home Advisor connects you with top-rated pros in seconds. Read reviews from your neighbors, request quotes, and check the project cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. To find the right pro at a fair price, go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. And happy holidays from your friends at Home Advisor. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. Smoke, chicken, pulled and tender, sauce to delight. 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, actually cool so in the middle of the king banyan show here on business 1440 i get two minutes of sports and talk about the twins that's great i'm not sure everybody understands how our show works uh i i'm here up at uh, up at uh, my office at st cloud state university and through the miracle of the internet i'm able to talk talk down a line to um to just talk over the internet to uh to the studio where Wyatt somehow takes 
takes what I say and makes it uh, appear on your radio or in the podcast, and I have no idea how any of that works. And that's that's just really really neat. Um, I think to myself, that's just that's just amazing. But uh, I actually sit here and listen to all the ads, and uh, I, I will I will say, listening to Minnesota Score Radio is one of those things you probably should do because they're they're fun. Okay, I'm I, I, I mean, and and. and and stadium construction is doubly interesting, so I'm going to actually flip that on my uh, flip that on my headphones as, while I'm at the gym uh, at, over the lunch hour today, because so I want to know what's happening. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven the number to quest number to call questions or comments. Yes, yeah, so Larry Cudlow just before the break says everything's going well. Not twenty four hours before this, uh, Bloomberg opinion uh, opinion writer economist Carl Smith. Um, they put up these little, uh, they're sort of like the, the, uh, the, uh, Bin- Banyan business briefs that you hear during the week where, uh, we do little 45 second, uh, bits of, uh, opinioning. Um, this was Carl Smith on Bloomberg here, uh, came out on Thursday this past week. Let's play cut, th- cut number five. Strong initial reports of Black Friday and Cyber Monday shopping have strengthened the notion that the U.S. consumer will continue to be the engine of growth for the American economy. However, consumer spending growth, like overall GDP growth, peaked in mid-2018 and has been slowly declining since. At its current level, consumer spending could only support roughly 60,000 jobs a month, far below the average pace over the last few years. The slowdown in the job market could dent consumer sentiment, leading to a further downward spiral. Unless some other sectors come to the rescue, the possibility of a recession will loom over 2020. Okay. And he published that 24 hours before. They published that less than 24 hours before the jobs report. All right, I'm going to say to Mr. Smith, you got one thing, Dr. Smith, you got one thing wrong. It's not spending supporting jobs. It's job supporting spending. Okay, production and the earning of income comes before the spending that is done. Okay, and and we saw 266,000 net new jobs in the economy thanks to the to the payroll survey. We see unemployment rates of 1.3% in Ames, Iowa, 2.3% up here in St. Cloud, uh, 3.2% in Cleveland. That's what's supporting. That's what's supporting consumer spending. It's not the other way around. And 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 so it would have been wise, I think, to have actually probably kept that one in the can for 36 hours to be sure that it didn't get stomped on by a huge number. Uh, and I wonder if this. I wonder if uh, Doctor Smith had been uh, overly influenced by that that negative ADP figure. Indeed, um, uh, you know the next thought that that you have in this in this is whether or not the the economy is doing so well. Again, I gave some praise to during my my talk with Ed Morrissey in the last hour. I gave some praise to Jay Powell. Um, he was wrong. In 2018, I was wrong in 2018. I thought the interest rate increases were fine because I kind of thought that maybe we had figured, we, we had approached the point where inflation would begin to take off, and they and it hadn't. But there's some talk out there. We heard, we heard this piece. Uh, this is uh, Mike uh, Schumacher on CNBC uh, on, on, uh, on uh, 
on close I think he was on closing bell yesterday. He's a chief economist with Wells Fargo. Uh, or excuse me, he's a he's a uh, he's a strategist with Wells Fargo. He was on on uh, CNBC yesterday, and he's wondering where's the Fed going next? Could it possibly go higher? Go ahead and play that, Wyatt. Yeah, it's unusual to think of a really brief cycle like this. But again, you don't normally start from such a low level on Fed funds either. Now there are precedents. A lot of people point back to the mid '90s. The Fed did something like this, so it's possible. I think if the Fed were to stop and wait, or maybe it goes in January and waits after that, probably doesn't matter too much either way, the Fed could then say, we've done a lot, it's in the pipeline, there's always a lag with monetary policy, let's give it a few months and see how it goes. So the next move beyond that, any number of factors could crop up over the next 6 to 12 months. You've got trade still out there, U.S. elections could have a big effect, maybe Brexit comes into play. So the Fed's not in a big hurry to say, we're not quite done easing yet, and by the way, our next move in 6 or 12 months is a hike or even another cut. I don't think they're quite at that point. So they could go in any direction. I mean, the Fed is really kind of uh, in an uncertain place right now. And and he's right. I mean, put let's put these factors in place. As Ed uh, identified in the last hour, suppose, the, suppose we get a trade agreement that is better than many of us think i think it's going to be i think it's going to be small ball but maybe it isn't suppose suppose they suppose they get a, a good deal it's it's possible let's not let's not discount that just because i don't think the trade war has been a, a particularly great way to go about the objectives of the of the trump administration doesn't mean they might won't make a good deal that could happen suppose brexit turns out awesomely Suppose Germany skirts past the recession and begins to grow again. Suppose the signs from China over the last over the last few weeks where they've done a lot of easing takes off. And suppose that the uh that the easing that's been done, the QE that's not QE that's being done by the Federal Reserve actually does lift asset prices higher and you do see additional spending as a result of that. Could interest rates go up? Yeah. Won't be in the next six months, though. It's going to, all right. So for a while they're on hold, and maybe they're on hold to the end of the year. One one person, this he was uh, chief of the of the staff of economists working at the Federal Reserve for some time, and then became the vice chair of the Board of Governors. Donald Cohn uh, was also on CNBC. I listen a lot to him because you are you're you're talking when you talk to Don Cohn, you are talking to the person who probably he's now at the Brookings Institute. You're talking to the person who probably has more institutional knowledge of what happens inside the Federal Reserve than anybody in the world. Okay, in terms of understanding the inner workings of the place. Okay, I'm. I'm if if you told me pick one person to tell me the inner workings of what's going on, what's the thinking inside the place, it'd be this guy. Let's play the first cut where where I believe what he's saying is in fact. Kind of agreeing with Schumacher, but probably thinking more like the hold is going to be a lot longer. Let's play cut uh, number two. I think if anything, it reinforces their judgment that they've got policy in a good place, as Chairman Powell says, to support the continued good growth in the economy with very contained inflation. Great jobs growth. They don't certainly don't need to ease to... Uh, to help the labor market. It's doing great all by itself. 
and uh, wage growth was has been a little higher, but it's not really accelerating despite this very low unemployment rate, and inflation is below their target, so they've got no reason to change, and this will just reinforce their judgment. They're in, they're in, right now, at least for a, for the last three months, they're pretty much in Goldilocks world. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right. Doesn't mean something can't happen. But as again, I say, the only thing that can happen in the United States that's going to make this thing worse is if the Fed if the Fed makes a misstep, which it seems like they're not going to do. On the one hand, or we get something something really strange, particularly in terms of trade policy. I don't even think the refusal to pass USMCA would put a dent in where we are right now. They should pro- they probably should pass USMCA. It appears to be held up uh, by politics, um, which is interesting because to me it looks like the politics are intra-Democratic Party. There are lots of people that want to pass that bill within the, within the Democratic Party, uh, but on the other hand, uh, the large labor unions, particularly AFL-CIO, doesn't want it to pass. Um, so, so... But I, I don't think, I, because I don't think USMCA changes much in terms of the economy over the next five to ten years. I think I'm bouncing out past because I just think we need the digital rules. But we need the digital rules across the world, and, and we could start with USMCA, but frankly, we need them in Asia as much as we need them in, in the Americas. Uh, we need them in Europe as much as we need them in America's, but at least it'd be a start and it'd be a model that we could use to tell others what to do. That'd be okay. But the other issue that that came up, and this came up in this this odd. There's some guy in our Twitter feed at Pound KBRS who seems to seems to want to spend time talking about uh, about uh, about Phillips curves and so on. And 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 the point to be made here is that. If you don't know where the where the rate at which uh, inflation accelerates, so we talk about the natural rate of unemployment. There's actually this second thing called NARU. Okay, N A I R U. It's an acronym. It stands for the non-accelerating inflationary rate of unemployment. It's the rate of unemployment below which inflation t- will accelerate. I think we all thought that number was somewhere in the low fours three years ago. We're at three and a half, and there's no sign of that acceleration. Don Cohn says that very same thing. Let's play that second clip. As you look at these jobs reports, seeing 266,000 jobs is an awful lot for an economy that has a pretty tight labor market. How much longer can we continue to add jobs at these numbers? And if we start to slow down... You know, do we need to be reminded that that's okay? We're almost here near full employment. Well, Courtney, I agree with you. I think it's unsustainable to continue at this pace, 200,000 last three-month average. I think the steady state uh, pace of increase uh, drawn from the demographics of the United States is closer to 100,000. But I, I would also admit that I've been saying that for some time. And it has been sustained and it has been sustainable and it hasn't really pushed up inflation. So I think it can't go on forever. 
at some point the pressure on on worker availability will drive up costs and wages and that'll feed through to prices but i think it's going to take a while before we see that and that's the exact opposite of the of the uh, neil irwin uh, piece where he says and in fact you can go further and we probably should have let it go further and we shouldn't have worried about hitting that inflationary piece. Don Cohn, a creature of the Fed, where inflation aversion is in the uh, is in the drinking water, um, is is a little more concerned about that. We we have to take a break. We're going to leave the leave leave the Fed and and those things there there. You got a couple other things, a couple an economic observation and maybe a non economic one as we close today's show of the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty coming up next. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366 7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro life pro life across america is non-political and totally educational a baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akawa. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air proud Air. to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. I had never been a trader. I hadn't even really studied a whole lot. And so I was, I was brand new to this. My name's Sam. I'm a student with OTA. Tell me why you decided to take classes from Online Trading Academy. I just was kind of at a crossroads. I wanted to uh, look for my next business opportunity, and uh, financial markets had always just kind of appealed to me. Actually, what's nice about everything here with OTA, they can teach you to trade with very small amounts of money uh, and really build everything up from the ground floor. So you really don't need a lot of money to get going with this. Really amazing instructors. How has Online Trading Academy changed your life? I'm a little bit more in control of my destiny going forward. I'm not quite as worried about contract to contract to know that I have some other sources of income. Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. 
Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. It's awesome to be with you. It is. Um, of course, today, Pearl Harbor Day, so take a moment to remember the uh, the uh, lost uh, soldiers and sailors and airmen of that of that battle and uh, and the millions that uh, went and died in the war after that in World War II. There are very few uh, remaining uh, veterans of uh, the uh, Second World War. There are some still around, and uh, should you be fortunate enough to know one, Thank them today for what uh, what they what they did. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. With with uh, any uh, last minute questions or comments, you can interrupt these because these were just two additional things that I was thinking about this week. One, yesterday I was uh, I usually I don't hear the beginning of Hugh Hewitt's show over on our sister station AM twelve A the Patriot where you of course hear the rest of the Northern Alliance from one to three today Mitch Berg from one to three tomorrow Brad Carlson, um, but I was list you know I w- I usually play it off my phone on the podcast that I subscribe to, uh, and I'm driving down I'm driving down the road and I hear I hear him let on, let into. The electric vehicle tax credit, which I've been interested in talking about for some time, and that Ed, excuse me, that Hugh is 100% opposed to, and is and 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 discusses it, and he talks about it as if it's $7,500 that is going to um, some rich guy. Well, the only rich guy I can think of that the money is going to is, in fact, uh, Elon Musk, because when you give a tax credit to somebody when you give a tax credit to someone or or any kind or a subsidy to someone for the for you know for buying a particular good the effect of that in the first instance is simply to raise the price of that good by an amount equal to the the size of that particular tax credit so if i give you a uh, if I give you a, uh, a, a a grant to go to college because college is good for you, do you get more college? No, because as the as a college, and I'm a university administrator, so I freely admit, I look at that money and I say, well, the only way you can actually use that money is if you spend it on me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I capture that income through the price. It's just how it's just how markets work. If I give you a rent subsidy, the rent subsidy doesn't help the help the tenant, it helps the landlords. Because you you just raise the price by the amount of the subsidy. The only way in which the the electric vehicle tax credit helps anything is if somehow it leads to people building additional additional electric vehicles. It might have induced Chevy into the industry. It might have induced Toyota into the industry. Maybe. But that's an elasticity question. And it's a lot harder to figure out whether or not the elasticity of electric vehicles is really that great. No, what will re- increase them, as, as Hugh pointed out correctly, is if people want more of them, that's fine. So that was one story I heard. It kind of made me a little... Because I'm looking at them like, no, 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 no. Who lobbied for that is not people that want to drive electric cars. Who lobbied for that is the producer of those electric cars because those are, that's free money for them. 
The electric vehicle tax credit is a benefit to Elon Musk, not 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 to uh, you know Gary Green Jeans that wants to demonstrate their environmental concerns. So that was one thing. The other thing, my my wife and I do not have uh, cable TV in our home. Um, she's a YouTube addict. I have uh, some of the streaming over the top services. I manage I manage one way or another to uh, get the sports I want. Um, and so forth, but we do not. We 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 cut the cable about about I don't know uh, a year ago, and I'm pretty happy with how that's worked out. So it was only when I was at a friend's house watching Sunday night football, who has cable, um, that because uh, and it's a tradition. It's a Sunday night tradition in the fall. We go to this guy's garage, we sit in there and and watch. That I saw this Peloton ad that became viral this week. My wife hadn't seen it. And so in the car yesterday, I happened to make a reference to it, and she's, she's like, King, what are you talking about? And I said, oh, that's right. You probably haven't seen that ad. And I said, yeah, they ran this ad, and everyone's kind of creeped out by it, and the price of the stock fell by over a billion dollars. And my wife says to me, how can, how can, a, co- how can a company I never heard of lose a billion dollars of value in a single day? How could a company like that be so large? And I said, oh, isn't that interesting? That's what we were talking about just last week on the show. In a world where you don't have, where, where interest rates are so low and pushing towards zero, it's easy to have companies that are being bought basically on a promise. Right? People are buying Peloton stock. I don't know if they're buying Pelotons. They are bu- apparently buying some, but most of the buying that we're seeing from them uh, is being plowed right back into advertising them more, including this this really dumb ad. But it's really interesting to think about the fact that that you've got companies that are able to lose a billion dollars that people haven't heard of, and they only because that's probably because interest rates are so close to zero. I thought that was interesting too. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. This is the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the one hundred percent drug free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. New York Times columnist David Brooks wants Democrats to drop their impeachment gambit. His colleague Brett Stevens wants Democrat presidential candidates to pare down their essentially socialist proposals that would Venezuelaize the American economy. And the brothers Emanuel, my former mayor Rahm and Ari, don't think it's a good idea to tell 150 million Americans that even if they like their private health insurance, they don't get to keep it. And what's the response? Elizabeth Warren continues to push her complete set of Marxist fantasies. Joe Biden calls for fossil fuel company executives 
yes, to be imprisoned. And Pete Buttigieg wants to decriminalize all illegal drugs in the face of the opioid crisis. As we enter the election year, Democrats are divided into two camps. One wants to defeat Trump at the ballot box. The other just wants to exact vengeance on Trump voters. All the candidates to this point are in the vengeance camp. I'm Dan Prof. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders for the public square. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Giving your computer problems a boot. Arby's Computer Service. When you want your computer fixed right the first time, Arby's is the place. Hi, this is Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold up five to six years or longer to do the same? Arby's Computer Service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884. Or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. 